Tune you in now to the LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll. With your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Daily Show today. Brandon and myself, Christine, are here to help you keep your art, your pulse on the world of location-based entertainment and other fun things. So to start today's show off, I think we just wanted to quickly mention a big congratulations to Unleashed Brands, first of mm-hmm. all, who mm-hmm. also own Urban Air and Snapology and a few other guys. They just acquired all the Sylvan Learning Centers across uh, the U.S. And I'm not sure if Canada was included in that or not, but it's a yeah. big acquisition. Yeah, that is a big acquisition. I think it's interesting that they're making the shift into more education and tutoring beyond just their their active play. Because like everything has been active play. Snapology was a little bit like STEM, mm-hmm. but it plugged in really well into the urban air mm-hmm. model. Uh, but now they're going to this class 101 and this Sylvan Learning Centers and like much more tutoring angle. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, definitely a different path. That's for sure. Yeah. Curious to keep an eye on this. Yep, certainly. Um, all right. And then also congrats to McGowan Allied Specialty Insurance or really the McGowan group of companies. So they just mm-hmm. recently acquired Parks Plus. And so, uh, you know, if any of you have been insured by Parks Plus, like their, their focus is on property insurance. So that's a very niche thing. So this is not like liability or you know, workers comp or anything else. It was focused on insuring mm-hmm. the pro- specific property and uh, you know, started in 2018 and just grown really, really quickly. Uh-huh. And they decided to merge, well, not merge, really just get acquired by McGowan mm-hmm. group companies. And so Drew just says, you know, I'll, I'll read a quote from Drew, our friend Drew Tewksbury, the acquisition of Parks Plus as another industry leading resource to our amusement insurance and risk management programs. With this addition, our clients and brokers now have direct access to the next evolution in property insurance solutions for the amusement industry. Yeah, so, right on. Yeah. yeah, good acquisition, I think. Good, good combination of things there. Yeah, I think so. Um, don't go to parksplusinsure.com because their website's like has a bunch of typos and everything else, oh. but at least their insurance <laughs> is solid. So they, hey, they, they deliver great insurance. <laughs> right on. <laughs> um, all right. Well, one of the things I've been wanting to talk about for a little while is this is basically... I don't even, I guess we'll call it a robo, they call it the robo guide, but it's basically an AI four-legged robot, robotic Mm -hmm. dog. And okay, you know, Boston Dynamics has been doing this for a long time. If you you ever watch the video Spot, like the little Spot videos or the big dog videos, or they even Mm -hmm. have like a one-legged hopping robot that does flips and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's, they've been doing those. And those are usually like military applications, commercial applications. Well, these guys from University of Glasgow in Scotland, have been working on developing this robo guide dog, which is basically capable of talking to humans as well as in guiding blind people around things like museums and places like that. So it's not meant to yet uh, be used, obviously like on the street, but it's meant to be used in an environment where it already has pre-mapped the area. Mm. So kind of like what your, your oh, Roomba does. Yeah. But at the same time, the difference with Roomba is if there's a person or something in that like shows up in front of it, it just bumps into you and then moves around you. Mm-hmm. Right or something changes in the environment. Mm-hmm. This robo guide dog is actually using GPS and it's using um, other types of cameras and line of sight in order to navigate. And so, if it runs into something or if it see, if it comes up against something, it will see it and then actually make decisions on where to go and guide the blind, uh, you know, blind person around the museum. But then again, because it's meant to curate, also it guides it around the museum and then also talks to the person. And tells them a little bit about oh. what is there. So it's so actually like, 
it's actually doing it. So we've got a little mm. bit of video. Okay. Uh, not going to play the whole thing, but just wanted to get a little bit, mm, uh, give curious. you a sense for this. So this is some of the experts here talking about it. And then in about 10 seconds, we'll see the actual dog moving around the environment. The RoboGuide project develops an assistive robotic dog to help blind persons navigate indoor spaces. When we are developing something like this, um, it's a mixture of uh, several things. The first challenge is how to learn the environment. Outdoor GPS performs excellently, and that's why we use them for our cars and our maps on our phones. Indoor spaces are subject to deteriorating GPS signals. <laughs> we use computer vision. We use uh, 3D technology where it scans the whole environment and it understands where each object, each pillar, each obstacle is, and it memorizes or remembers that. The second thing is object or obstacle avoidance. We developed that using multiple sensors. We developed um, some slam algorithm. Yeah. So anyway, I just think that it's it's super cool. Like I, I think there's so much application for this type of sure. thing in you know museums makes a lot of sense because you know yeah. you, you guide somebody around and it's going to talk to you. But just in general, if like there's so much work involved in you know seeing eye dogs, and mm -hmm. if you could eventually have this replace potentially that seeing eye yeah. dog. Um, I mean, it could really help, I think, a lot of people. For sure. The one thing I didn't understand when I was watching that video is the leash was loose. Now, on seeing eye dogs, what I remember is like there's quite a hard handle mm -hmm. that you have to hold on to. So how does the guy, like it, maybe that was just an example and that wasn't the ha the handle, yeah. but I'm like, how does the loose handle work? Because that, how does it steer the person who can't see in the right direction? Yeah, totally, right? totally. I'm sure that as they get into development, like as they get in actual production, mm -hmm. they'll mm -hmm. solve for that. Mm -hmm. And this was just a prototype, but mm -hmm. I think it's cool to see that they're actually thinking about this, thinking about this in, in a place where we actually, uh, you know, where it can be used indoors. Do you know how they talk to the person? Like, is there a headset that needs to go into their ear or is it just like it, from it, the ground up? Yeah. What's I mean, the... there, right now there's just speakers that are mounted to the back of it. And okay. so it just talks that way, mm -hmm. but I'm sure at some point yeah. you could end up having Bluetooth that connects to the ear mm -hmm. or whatever, but right now it's just speakers. Oh, right on. Yeah. Well, if they really want to challenge it, what they need to do is take it to a museum in Italy when there's a gazillion other people around. Yeah, you know, the exactly. Dog navigate around exactly. <laughs> Oh, all right. Okay, cool. I love cool stuff. The mm -hmm. robot's feet, though, are really weird. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I still kind of get creeped out by that a little bit. But anyway, mm -hmm. maybe something well, just to adjust. They're blind, to. so they can't see it. Yeah, I know. But, you know, as a, as a passerby, you're watching us. So you can mm -hmm. kind of be like, okay. Anyway. Um, okay. So um, I think it's incredible the links that people will go to to create experiences where other people can escape. Anyway, I found this adorable little getaway. It's nestled in this cute little town called uh, Yarrow, um, or sorry, it's on Yarrow Central Road in Chilliwack. So Chilliwack is a couple hours outside of Vancouver. And this company has created this one-of-a-kind lodging experience there, and it's starting to take shape. It's called the Hazelnut Inn, and it's been crafted by Peter Sawatsky and the Imagination Team at the Imagination Corporation. And now the Imagination Corporation specializes in design and construction of custom architecture, unique sculptures, and one-of-a-kind dimensional signs. So they create lots of things for mini golf courses, adventure parks, hotels, zoos, and aquariums, like, mm -hmm. you know, the big animals and anything that kind of looks steamy and cool. Now, this place, the Hazelnut Inn, is, is poised to open and become a, an escape destiny for people to go and have a one-night or a couple-night stay in the multiple different rooms that they have. And let's, I'm going to pull it up on stage here and we'll take a peek at it. Now, 
it's going to be opening on June 1st. And apparently it's been under construction for a while, a couple of years now. And people have been driving by going, what's happening hmm. over there? What's going on? And so finally they announced it's the Hazelnut Inn opening July or June 1st. So here you can see kind of some pictures wow. of construction of the different architecture that they're putting in place. Uh, so we got that one. Here's another up close with some of the, you know, the facades being done and the texturing putting on, they're putting on. It looks really kind of interesting and neat. Um, kind of like a Shrek's kind of mm -hmm. fairy tale castle vibe, right? Now, there's going to be multiple rooms in this facility. Uh, the first one's called the North Star Suite. And here's, I think, the outside of it. And it's a seafarer's dream. So the suite is designed as the captain's quarters of an ancient sailing vessel, complete with a mermaid figurehead bed. Now, I do have a picture of it. There you go. There you go with the bed with a mermaid sailing over top. You know, well, this will be the inside of the room. It looks pretty cool. Now, there'll also be another suite called the Underhill Suite suite, which is inspired by a hobbit's house, you know, charming Peter Rabbit's kind of home, an underground cottage. I don't have a picture of that yet. And then there'll also be the Copper Crown Suite, which is styled after a fairy tale chateau with um, in a regal kind of suite that's supposed to be very enchanting. Now, something else that they've done with each of these suites is they've created a private garden uh, that you can go walk out in. So it's it'll be very immersive. Here's another picture of it all lit up at night, which looks kind of funky and cool. Um, now, they've been working on, like I said, this project for a long time in between other projects. So it, it kind of feels like it's been a labor of love, quite honestly. Um, so exciting to hear that they're going to be opening up June 1st. They're going to be offering tours of the hotel on that day. And oops, if you do go, um, if you do go, uh, you can enter your name into a draw and you can hmm. win a one night stay at the hotel. Anyway, um, I would go if I live closer to that area. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. I'm just wondering what the whole experience is going to pan out. Yeah, like. I mean, if it's if it's just that I'm I'm staying in a cool themed hotel, okay. I mean, is, are there going to be uh, you know? I just wonder if they're going to have other attractions or right. characters or any sort of interactions or so maybe the food is a little bit. I don't know. That uh, it, it's super cool and like I'd love to stay in like a themed little Hobbit house or something. But I also just wonder like you have three rooms. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the cost of the room going to be? Like, I yeah. imagine and like if it's if it's a lot. And this was this was the issue that that Disney ran into with their with their cruise their Galactic Cruiser, which which was that they had to charge so much, mm -hmm. and because they added all the additional themed elements, mm -hmm. but if they charged too little, then they couldn't add in those themed elements, and then you're just staying in this this themed hotel. Right. But like, are you still going to spend a thousand dollars a night to stay in a themed hotel? But I feel like with three rooms, they have to do that just to justify the expense of the space. Well, so I'm like really confuse the economics of this. I think it's so, I, too, totally cool. I don't think that they care. Honestly, this is, mm. I, I'm trying to get the deeper story and I try to get more information, but I don't think they're doing this to make money. Hmm. I don't think uh, there's no pricing available on this yet, but I have a feeling it's not going to be over exorbitantly expensive for it. I don't know if they'll add other elements in it, but I don't think that they're trying to make money off of it. Hmm. That was the impression I'm getting. Now I okay. could be totally dead wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I you're think, right. You have to, right. I mean, I think for something to, like that to work, but as much money as went into it, you'd have to either expect that people are going to spend a lot of money to come stay for one or two nights in a themed environment, or they're just going to have to just like not worry about the economics, yeah. I think, but it's, it is cool. Mm -hmm. I'd love to stay I know, there. I know. It'd be interesting yeah, to win the free night. Yeah. yeah. Let's see when they get the other suites done, what they all look like too. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So adrenaline monkey is just ready to open its fourth location at mm. the Tanger outlet mall in North Charleston, South Carolina. And the attractions that they're going to have there, and it's pretty, you know, it's a pretty straightforward, uh, you know, we've got a little logo here, uh, which I, I really like the logo, yeah, actually. Like and I like their name, too, Adrenaline Monkey. Uh, but basically, their attractions are pretty much ninja themed, which is a little bit different. Mm. Like, it's like 
think it'd be like Adrenaline Ninja or something, but it's Adrenaline Monkey. But they're ninja themes. They have a ninja warrior course. They have bouldering, climbing walls, uh, gamified ninja runs, a ninja monkey soft play, warp walls, and then ninja versus ninja courses. So you can actually race Mm -hmm. side by side. They have slides. They have an aerial course. And then this one, this location has an arcade. Not all the locations have an arcade. Um, Some of them do. Their newer ones do. They also have you know the Wii Warrior area, so I like that that name, and it's a design. You know, they're basically soft interchangeable obstacles, so mm-hmm. you know, really soft play. Like, but you know, mm-hmm. obstacles still. And that's for four, ages four and under. And then for the adults, they have the Monkey Bar, which also is a great name. Um, but it's the uh, you know, it's basically a cocktail bar with uh, just some small plates and cocktails, and then they have like non-alcoholic drinks too, obviously. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, they also are franchise systems, so you know, if this is something that's interesting to you, like you know, as far as ninja courses go, like I think it's pretty interesting. They've done a great job, though. What I did want to talk uh, show is they've done a great job with their promo video, and okay. so we're just going to pull this up here and uh, and watch the promo video. It's um, you know, did, did a good job showcasing everything. The one thing they didn't oh, do yeah. is add audio to it. But oh, that's weird. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that's quite the comprehensive system there. Hey, I mean, oh, it's oh. it's a it's like a really robust ninja course. I mean, like it's it really is designed. Like um, you'll see later in this video that they actually had from uh, like an American Ninja Warrior, somebody who you know competed in one here, like doing probably the grand opening or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's definitely like a well designed ninja course. Mm-hmm. And then you know, again, they have like the other stuff that's just not ninja related. I think my one issue and you'll see here, right? Like there, that was Mm -hmm. a good picture of it is like the Ninja course, the cue for that has got to be like, it's not like just open. It's not the same as open play, right? Cause you're running the course. And like, I think that's the one issue I think they probably have is the fact that they're, Uh um, they're not an open play. How do you get enough bodies and people through that? Yeah. yeah, And then then if like somebody's struggling, yeah. And then you've got like somebody behind waiting to like oh, go yeah. to do the, oh, to the, the running wall. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then like, if you're the kid who can't like run up the wall and grab the thing and like, you're trying and trying, but yet there's like seven people behind you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would actually like create a lot of stress and pressure for that person, for so. that kid. And like, I just wonder, yeah, I, I mean, anyway. It cues two things question. for me in my head. Yeah. One is uh, I'm, we used to have a place, place like this in Calgary. Um, it was cool. It really mm-hmm. was, but they couldn't make the model work and they shut down. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't get enough volume and um, enough people through. And you, it, it's almost like it's not a repeatable thing unless you're doing a Ninja Warrior training or a course right. to go back again and right. again and again. It's just something you're going to try once or it's too hard for kids to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, that place in Calgary had trampolines as well, which helped a little bit, but they still couldn't sustain the model and they yeah. ended up shutting down. Yeah. Now, this place does, to that point, this place does obviously have uh, youth and adult classes. So adult ninja classes, youth classes, junior classes, and then they have memberships. So people mm-hmm. who are like clearly interested in, in, in like learning how to be a ninja warrior and yeah. starting as a young kid, like they have those things, but then they have just, again, their open play to, to, to our past. And I feel like it's those people that are probably not like, there may be just your feeders for the memberships, yeah. but that's probably it. Yeah. And I mean, do they offer birthday parties? Because I mm-hmm. can see yeah, I do. can see getting around a good solid round of birthday parties through their system before mm-hmm. people kind of got tired of the concept, yep. you know? So yep. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some lakes there. Maybe they can run leagues and different yeah. uh, competitions and they can actually, yeah. 
do well. I would yeah. say as a focused ninja course, it's one of the best that I've seen so far. It's as well a, as designed. A, it's well designed, well done. So mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only other thing that it reminds me of, this is so terrible, is when I ruptured my Achilles <laughs> and I was in the hospital, they're like, hey, were you just at that ninja warrior course climbing the slide wall? Because you know that the wall that the kids climb mm-hmm. up? Apparently when you get older, you know, past 35 and you're there and a lot of young or adults think that they can climb these things, mm-hmm. they rupture their Achilles really easily because you're climbing up the slide and you bend it back. So yeah, if you're a parent uh, and you're trying those oh, slides yeah. in that word, of course, be very careful. You don't want to rupture your Achilles. Oh, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> My warning. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So okay. from ninjas to Lunar oh, New Year. Oh, Lunar New Year. Okay. We've got some weird things on the show today. So um, Starbucks has launched a new latte in China. As a matter of fact, they've launched a couple new lattes, but this one really stood out to me because I thought it was just bizarre and odd, and I'm curious to know if you would try it. So mm-hmm. let's talk about it. So it's an unconventional drink that combines the essence of Dong Pong braised pork, pork flavor sauce. Okay, with espresso and steamed milk. And then it's topped with pork sauce and a piece of pork meat. All right. I'm going to bring it up on. The oh, fuck. No, okay. I know. I know you think this sounds weird, but actually. It does sound weird. I pork with like with milk. I don't think it would actually be that bad. Oh, gosh. I actually don't oh, think this would be that horrible. I think there could be way worse combinations. I would try one for sure. Now, $10 a pop, which is pretty typical for Starbucks. Starbucks you know, yeah. anyway, um, it's available at Starbucks reserve stores across China. I have no idea what a Starbucks reserve store is, so I can't help anybody there if they're curious. Um, but it aims to blend traditional year, New Year's customs with coffee. So it offers a mix of savory and sweet flavors, and it's totally created a media buzz, obviously. Well, um, right? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Um, now, uh, the launch aligns with China's position to be the largest uh, branded coffee mar- in the in the market in China, and it's really intensifying the competition between Starbucks and a local chain called Luckin Coffee. I have no idea, um, but they're trying to capture local traditions in their beverages. And this wasn't the only beverage that they've launched like it. Actually, they've launched two other ones. One is a Jubju Macchiato, which is inspired by New Year's rice cakes, and an almond tofu macchiato. And I mean, I don't know. Mm. Both sound kind of interesting to me. I would definitely give them a try if I was there. Yeah, I wouldn't. But <laughs> I mean, well, there, okay. for two reasons. One, I mean, as you know, I don't, I don't drink coffee, so I, it's Fair. all, it's all tea all day long, right? So, um, so I don't drink, I don't drink coffee. So first of all, like that's already out. But then you throw a piece of meat in my coffee, and like yeah, I just not, I'm just not it, sure. It's, it's it more like candy pork. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like. But, you know, okay, so you did, like, the Starbucks Reserve, I had actually never heard of that before, uh-huh. um, but I just looked it up here yeah. real quick, and, you know, it looks like that they're they're in, in select locations, they have Seattle, Chicago, New York, you know, basically tourist locations, uh-huh. Milan, uh-huh. or Milano, Tokyo, and Shanghai, and their whole idea oh, is nice. to have immersive experiences, they say ex- exclusive coffee, signature cocktails, decadent dishes, and hands-on coffee experiences, and so I think the whole idea is just to really elevate their Starbucks brand, create mm. really unique, interesting experiences like the pork, like the pork latte mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and see what, see what they can get away with, frankly. Um, so oh, yeah. The, neat. Yeah. You guys have to Google Starbucks reserve. There's actually a cool website with a lot of funky pictures about what they're doing on there. Yeah. It's starbucksreserve.com if you want to check it out. But yeah, this is definitely not anything that'd be interesting to me, but I think Starbucks lovers and coffee lovers would probably think that this is a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would go. I want to go. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. 
Um, okay. Well, how about one last thing before we wrap up today? Sure. Okay. So um, I thought this was kind of neat. Immersive Game Box has releasing a new experience called the Black Mirror Experience. <laughs> now it's called actually called Black Mirror Careers. And it's a gaming adventure that draws on the inspiration from the Netflix series, Black Mirror, obviously. And what it does is it plunges participants into a dystopian future where artificial intelligence has eclipsed human job relevance. Uh, of course, the things everybody's freaked out about these days, right? Um, players will be thrust into to Black Mirror Careers Assessment Program, and they'll undergo a battery of tests and challenges aimed at gauging their reasoning, communication, and leadership prowess. The experience promises to be a mix of intriguing activities from navigating mazes and constructing shapes to engaging in 3D virtual paddle ball. Okay. All right. Whatever hmm. that means, but okay. it sounds fun and cool. Um, you will have to navigate the particular realities of being a door-to-door NFT salesperson, okay. <laughs> acting as a human pet to sophisticated AI, which sounds really curious. Like, are you down on your hands and knees barking inside of that box <laughs> and guarding the Amazon's last standing tree? Okay. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know, a little bit of some odd stuff going on there, but it sounds like a fun experience. Yeah, I think what I like about this one versus some of the other immersive game box experiences that they have is that there's, it sounds like anyway, that in your 45 minute to an hour session, right? Because their, their sessions mm-hmm. tend to be a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, in that session, it's split up and you have like different, very different things that you're doing and different activities versus like the Ghostbusters thing, which was like, yeah. When we did it, it felt like it just went on way too Forever. long. Yeah. Where this sounds cool because you like doing one thing and then you do another thing and you do another thing. So like this one would actually maybe get me to do immersive game box. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Whoa. I know. Because I'm not, those are I'm, big words. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the longer period of time in that box to playing the games. But I think in this case, like this one would be this one would be pretty yeah. cool. Okay. Well, maybe yeah. we'll have to check it out. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Okay, cool. All right, well, everybody. Well, this is as usual, CB and BW signing off. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass. Bye, guys.